Hello, friends of Essential Aromatica, and welcome to another episode from the hot and steamy New York City. So to quench some of my thirst as I segue into this episode to chat about lavender, and, um, turns out to be kind of a deep topic in a way, but I of course am sipping on some lavender tea and we're coming kind of at the end of lavender season right now for the harvest, at least in this part of the world that I know of. I have some lavender um, and lavendula angustifolia it's really nice to cook with um, and drink tea from Lavender by the Bay that's on Long Island. And I'm lucky enough to be able to visit that place. And there is a stand at the Union Square Farmer's Market. But, oh, I'll just get a little more detail than maybe you want. But yesterday I made a lavender cold infusion, kind of in honor of a formal space clearing I had in my apartment here in New York City, something that I've always wanted to have done. It was long overdue to get rid of some energy here. And um, the practitioner and I, we sipped on some lavender tea, which is nice. And lavender is um, by its Latin binomial called lavendula, the, excuse me, the genus and species. So genus being lavendula and then angustifolia being the species, but that's from lavar to wash. Lavender is just one of the European, I'll say classic European um, Mediterranean cleansing herbs. And it's very antimicrobial, very cleansing. And you know what a better way than to honor this really amazing experience I had with lavender tea. And I'm on a cold infusion kick. So um, before I even get into the lavenders, there's lots to share. I put together a tea from this this same lavender um, from Long Island, grown on the east end, far east end, some lemongrass. I just literally took a pinch of each of these herbs with my fingers. Um, so lavender flowering tops, just the little flowers, some lemongrass that happens to be from Treber Farms in Long Island, some spearmint, I believe that is from the U.S. I purchased that. Some rose, just a little pinch from my friend who grows roses here um, up on 20th Street. And then some marshmallow root. Um, so just cool, refreshing. And I'm going to pour a little bit. You can hear that slight refreshing goodness happening. I'm just going to take a sip. Uh, so rose is constitutionally cooling as a spearmint, um, it can be seen as a little heating, but lavender is definitely constitutionally um, cooling on the constitution. Lemongrass adds a little zest to there, and marshmallow is definitely um, a cooling demulcent. So just nice to be a little soothing. <sighs> so let's get further into speaking about lavender. So I am in the process of wrapping up, revisiting one of my... Um, uh, call them exploring classes. So getting to do a deep dive to get to know a certain plant or a plant within um, you know, a genus like lavendula a little more deeply. And quite a few years ago, I think I created this class in 2017. Um, I did a lot of preparation for it. Um, all about the lavenders to get to know lavender. Because if I say lavender, and you show me a plant, you could be showing me several different lavenders, but everyone just calls lavender, lavender. And then, to be honest with you, and maybe you feel the same way, um, I fell out of love with lavender. I kind of stopped appreciating it for its really wonderful qualities because it's 
dare I say, just become so common. And when people think of aromatherapy, they think of lavender. When they think of calming, they think of lavender, which is absolutely true and valid. But I'm to a very big fault, quite contrarian. And when something just becomes a little too common, I'm just like, oh, enough of you. So I've been waiting to redo this class. And finally, it was time. The plants were ready. And I sat with them and I, I did videos. And look for that up on NYC Aromatica. Um, that'll be up next week. Today is July 15th. So I just have one more video to do and it, it will be up and um, there for the for the taking. But yes, I wanted to fall in love with lavender again and spend time with it. So I've been lavender lavendering out. And how do we, how do I, how do we appreciate the seemingly common? And, you know, lavender could be exotic if it's not around you, but in aromatherapy, it's, it's with you a lot. And I have the pleasure to share, actually, I was contacted by a client to make products for a friend, a friend of hers who's about to give birth. And I got to say hello to lavender because with pregnancy, we have to be very mindful about dilution, what, what plants we're turning to, et cetera. And guess what? Lavender is showing up in one of the blends I'm making for her, which I'm excited. And we're doing a very low dilution rate, 1.5% dilution. That's a tiny amount of drops. But I want to go through um, a few of the lavenders with you to really stress how when we talk about a plant, there could be several plants. One big thing I like to remind myself that plants are just like people. They are living beings. They are in an environment. They're in a climate. And that affects how they express themselves um, by their phenotype, how they you know, are showing their flower color and their height and things like that. And you know, this is really, really actually important that we appreciate the plant for who it is. And we don't say one is better than the other. And that's really hard to do for plants and for people. We think about celebrities and, you know, this person's great. They're the best. And like, well, there could be really great people that are just aren't discovered or they're really great at things that no one knows about. So I'm saying this as I'm looking at a few oils. I'm going to go into more so three lavenders. But before I do those, there's in my hand, Lavendula stoicus. And it's called crested lavender, topped lavender. And I really get into detail in the class. But this is just such a curious, lovely plant. And it's incredibly grounding. I have a plant talk up on my website, uh, Lavendula stoicus. It's often called Spanish or Portuguese lavender as well. And it's a little gruff. It's a little maritime. And it is also maritime lavender. It is just, it grounds you and settles you. It's excellent for the respiratory system. But it has some contraindications because of its chemistry. It's high in some ketones, which are really potent dissolvers and work very quickly and intimately with the nervous system. They can be convulsant. Um, you just have to be careful. So again, mindful dilution. But I, instead of focusing on the safety, um, this episode, again, is more about the lavenders and their personalities. So as I'm smelling stoicus, it's a bit of that, um, a little dirt, a little of that camphor comes out, this fresh coolness, but it's a, I am who I am. I'm a little gruff, but I hold you and I ground you. And it likes to bloom here a little earlier in the season and has repeat blooms. And um, it loves the coastal environments. 
And I'm going to use that as a segue to go into talking about lavender. The lavender we mostly think of as lavender, lavandula, and gustafolia. And to be a little different, I pulled not one from France. Those are generally known high-altitude French lavender, very dreamy, very powdery, very heady. It gets you in the head. That's the one you think of that will be very sleepy. That's the really sedative one, especially the, the higher in the altitude, the higher up, closer to the sun, if you will. It's heads in the clouds. And I'm going to be saying things like that because when you think of these metaphors, that's where the plant was growing. That's how it's growing. That's how it's expressing itself. That's how its chemistry comes out. But I have lavandula angustifolia. So that's one plant. It presents itself, always looks a certain way. Um, in quotes, always, there's always genetic variation, but it, a lavandula angustifolia grown in England, it presents itself a little different. It's not as, as heady as the higher altitude wild French. You can say it's a little more balanced in that way. It's a little more balancing. And lavandula, the, the lavender we think of, um, is balancing. It's a balancing oil. Um, and it's known to build bridges when you blend. It, it evens out a blend. It evens out temperaments, really anti-inflammatory um, agent like several oils are. But it's just gentle in its qualities. It's very, it comes through. And when you smell the oil, this comes through. When you smell an oil, you are smelling where it grew. You might even be smelling how it was harvested, and I'm not kidding. But really balanced, very subtle, very um, in the, the English, grown in England. And um, as I mentioned this in the class, the Romans brought, it's uh, thought that the Romans brought lavender with them up to England because lavandula angustifolia is not native to that far uh, high of a latitude, and it's certainly not the climate that it would, that it grew up and that it evolved in. And thanks to the, um, the Gulf Stream, the, the climate's different in England. So uh, the great gardens of England can exist mainly, well, one reason, because of that beautiful Gulf Stream. So I also have in front of me a lavandula angustifolia from Bulgaria, um, which is a country that has a lot um, of plant growing and harvesting for essential oils. And then one from Kashmir, India. Same plant, right? Lavandula angustifolia, different location. Uh, so Kashmir, green, a little earthy, very fresh. I just see mountains in my head, green mountains. And this wild floral at the end. I'm just smelling these from the bottles. Bulgaria. A little more of that round, a little soapy. You think about when you buy like perfumed soaps and things like that. Bulgaria has a little more of that sweetness that you think is a little more typical. The English lavender is smelling more, quote, typical that you might be expecting when you buy a fine product of like lavender sachet or something like that. And all their personalities, same plant, just totally different personalities. It will have the therapeutic applications, but they're just ever so slightly different. And this really comes into one of the main points of this talk with with this for this episode is that, you know, where the plant grows and calls home is so important and to appreciate that for what it is. And it's just like a human. If I'm growing in a higher altitude, 
that means I'm closer to the sun. I might have different wind exposure than if I was growing, um, you know, a hundred feet by sea level uh, or 50 feet above sea level. My exposure is different. I'm still might have wind and very high wind exposure um, depending on where, but I'm that much closer to sea level. My, the rocks and soil may be different. It's just like with wine. And this really comes out when you spend time, when I did this, this revisited this lavender class, all about the lavenders. And it's just fun to appreciate that. And again, one is not better than the other. And that's um, just fabulous, I think, when uh, the life lessons of plants, to translate that to humans. Next, I have spike lavender. So this is an, uh, there, these are all ancient plants, but spike lavender can be seen and is thought to be incredibly biblical. And lavandula angustifolia, its growth habit is to be very short and compact, even short demure flower, um, you could call them stalks for argument's sake. And their little flower stalks and inflorescence uh, at the end is short. And, and of course in the class I have pictures, but if you can go online and look look at the pictures, Latifolia grows. It doesn't like high altitudes. It can't handle that type of exposure. It grows further and closer to sea level and the mountainous areas. It, um, I'm just thinking out loud, they, all the lavenders really don't like humidity overall. But spike lavender is kind of wild. It's called male lavender. It's biblical and it's called male lavender versus female lavender of the lavendula angustifolia. And it is a little more, it's a little more gruff. It's a little more, uh, has an affinity for the respiratory tract, unlike Lavendula angustifolia. It has a little more power to it. It's, it's great. All lavenders are lovely for aches and pains, but this really has an affinity for the physical, for balancing emotions, yes, but really... Um, I just used it on a tick bite um, a couple times in the past two weeks, two, a few tick bites. And it's just a little, it gets you in the throat a little different. It's not up in the head as much. And when you think about where it grew, this one, it happens to be from Spain, organic. Lavandula latifolia, latifolia or Lavandula spicata. In spicata, it tells you something. The species always is an identifier. It's called spikes. The, the stalks are very long and the flowers are more spiky. And it's my understanding, it's not easy to find to grow. I look for it and it's not easy to find. You can find seed. And it's a bit floppy. It's a bit unruly. Uh, and, you know, some folks like them more tidy and compact you know, um, Lavendula angustifolia, which I have several plants uh, growing with me. Um, but you see the differences here. It's interesting. And the last friend I want to introduce, um, and again, I go into much more detail in the class, but lavend um, long, long ago, the lavenders and the, the family they're in, or the, um, oh, I have to get my facts straight. I don't do a lot of preparation for these talks. I just go in and jump in and do it. But um, it's in the family, but there's a different Latin name for that. It's in the um, Lamy ACE family. This is the mint family. And a lot of the mint family, if this includes rosemary and you know, experiment and peppermint, many others, sage, they crossbreed. 
um, just naturally crossbreed. The pollinators love them, and they have this ability to just have different hybrids happen, flower colors change. It happens. And naturally, guess what happened is female lavender and male lavender, they crossbred and had a baby um, called Lavendin. And Lavendula, um, Lavendula hybrida is one in front of me. It's called uh, Intermedia as well and other names. It's a hybrid naturally occurring. And I want to bring this one up because I th- I feel, and I used to, um, before I really studied aromatherapy, look down on Lavendin because guess what? Um, it's well, it's hybridized. It's hybrid, so it can't readily. It's it's sterile, so it has to be taken from cuttings and propagated through cuttings. And it um, is cheaper, and it produces a lot of essential oil. I mean, lavendula spicata will as well. And uh, this beautiful marriage of the two lavenders to produce this offspring, it's kind of the best of both worlds. So it shares some of the chemistry, and it has a lot of essential oil. And this lavender, because of its um, I have the facts in my notes. It produces so much oil, so it's cheaper. So people will use it a lot more. They will use it to adulterate some um, lavender essential oils, lavendula and gustafolia. And it's kind of looked down upon as this like kind of inferior thing. And a no, it's a gorgeous plant. It, it belongs here. It's this beautiful, naturally occurring hybrid that then humans, of course, take and propagate um, in um exploit like many things humans do. But it's this wonderful oil. And I'm going to open the bottle. And this happens every time. It lifts me up. I feel like sitting a bit straighter. And it's interesting that with lavender, spike lavender, I think it's lower to sea level. And then in, when you go up in altitude, you'll find lavender with you know the other lavenders and lavendula and gustafolia is coming in and up them out. And then of course you'll find more just lavendula and gustafolia. But lavender has the spiky nature of of the father, if you will, of the um, spike lavender. And I find it soft but very clarifying. And I seriously just want to sit up straight. And it's even keel. It's balancing. So it's a wonderful friend to know. And I want to say this because, again, Lavendula and Gustafolia is so well known, but it's not better than Lavendin. It's not better than Spike Lavender. It's not better than Lavendula stoicus that we I shared before. It's just is. And I love it. I loved doing the class and sitting outside with the plants and having the bugs <laughs> get me in the sun and really being out there and being like, I just got to do this class after waiting. Um, and I hope you check the class out. I uh, invite you to sip some lavender tea, cold infusions, the way to go, get yourself, you know, a cup to two cups of cool water, a teaspoon of the flowers only of lavendula angustifolia because it is a little more gentle and sweet and you won't get those more, um, those ketonic and the cineol, those like kind of ammonia-y, pungent-y um, constituents in there. But it's just soothing and lovely for digestion and the mind. You know, it's an aromatic. They all work with the nervous system. So I'm taking a sip of that lovely tea. So see, I could talk for hours about lavender, and I managed to do so in the class all about the lavenders, but 
Um, on this parting note, so just to wrap up, um, you know, falling in love again is a really nice thing to do. Just to say, hey, guys, I love you all, you know, all of these lovely plants, and you all have your own fabulous qualities, just like human beings do. And our animal friends and um, rocks and so many other things. So just appreciating the plant for who it is and how it expresses itself and where it evolved to call home. And, and it's just a pretty fabulous thing. So thanks for lavendering out with me and uh, be well and wishing you a beautiful summer. And I look forward to spending more time with you in the next episode of Essential Aromatica. Thanks. Bye.